And we're going to see something unbelievable. The Chacham has just finished describing how part of the Tzadik's way of looking at the world is that he sees in everything that HaKadosh Baruch is doing it. And if that's the case, being as Hashem is a track record, as it were, of looking after us, so then even if things are difficult and even if things um, are painful, but uh, the Chassid doesn't see that as being bad because, like we said from the Kal, which is that HaKadosh Baruch is doing everything, he has to learn to the Prat, which is a specific example of whatever he's experiencing, and he comes to Maskana that it has to fit into the general principle of Tev Hashem Lakal. Now, based on that view, he said, even Klai Yisrael's existence in Golos, as difficult and as painful as it's been, if a person looks at it through the, through the lens of that primarily what Hashem is doing is keeping Klai Yisrael alive in Golos, helping them survive, which is the Chesed, so one even has to look at the dark times of Golos as part of the Chesed. Now the Kuzari picks up on that, and he says, Amar Kuzari. So the Kuzari answers the Chacham, he says, if it's a person was like this, he would have this in mind, then Yechia Begodos Chayim Arevim. A person would enjoy his life in Godos too. If a person is starting with the, the world be that, we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's protection if we're surviving in Godos. And therefore, everything he's doing to us in Godos is really there to help us. So then he can enjoy life in Godos too. And not only that, the Yifre Pri Tairasu Vailam is uh, the fruit of his Torah, which is the Pri Tairasu, will be Parah, like Lashon Pruravu, will increase, will expand, and this will then Nailam in other words, it's understood that if a person isn't a nefesh, a person is, isn't, uh, doesn't have a certain calmness of his thoughts, he's not able to focus on Torah properly. And that was always the, the, one of the ancient of the goddess. And that is that being as we aren't uh, free from concerns and worries, so we can't learn as we meant to learn. That when we exiled into the nations and we've lost our so to speak, the peace and the calmness, which there was in the time of the Ben Semikdash, ain't there. We don't have the Melchus and Nefesh, we don't have the freedom of extraneous thoughts or worries to learn. So the Kazari says, if a person is going through the Goddess of Temona, then HaKadosh Baruch is there to protect us in Goddess, so then that shouldn't affect him. He will be able to focus fully on turning Goddess too. <coughs> and if a person who is suffering from Goddess, misguides it, it makes him get angry, now he, you know, he gets worked up by the fact that he's a goddess and he feels his suffering. He cannot loses his this world because now this world is just looked at as a suffering and he can't use it productively and as a result of it, which means he, then he doesn't develop anything for him above. And therefore, based on what the Chacham said, the Kuzari says, so in other words, a person could live a fully productive life and work on getting him above in goddess too. It's not... Exclusive. It's not that because we we a situation of punishment or suffering, so a person has to feel that he's being punished and suffering and unable to learn, focus on spiritual growth. No, a person who sees this whole within one that can do that even in God. The in my change the gear set. I was going to develop the And I said, Gimel, he says, Amar Achaber, or we mention Yosef laArevus and laArevus. If a person wants to enjoy, get even more arevus, even more pleasure, even more enjoyment out of this world, uh, not just the basic again, but even beyond that, so how does he do that? Everything which he happens to him in the world to get Tanah from, 
And even anything which happens bad to him in the world, he's going to thank Hashem for both. Like the Mishnah says in Begavis, a person can thank Hashem for the good, and a person can thank Hashem for the bad. But, the Chiddush of the Kuzari, that's going to cause him to enjoy the world more. And as if a person is going to thank Hashem, not just for the good, he's also going to thank Hashem for the difficulties and for the bad, so then he made it, mostly for Arabis and Arabis, will add more enjoyment to his experience. Why? The Kuzari asked the question, Amir Kuzari, how can it be? And only that, it's harder to make a bracha. In other words, what is the Kuzari understands, and that is that, okay, the Kuzari understands that it's one thing to be able to have the fortitude to accept punishment or setbacks or difficulties. But to be able to make a bracha on that is very difficult. It's like you keep thanking Hashem for a punishment. So how can a person get to that stage where thanking Hashem for what's gone wrong is something which will make him enjoy life more? And it seems to be the opposite, other level. If, he's, if you can survive the difficulties, it's already a level. But to expect him to thank Hashem is an extra terror. How do you meant to do that? Isn't that one of the basics of the moment? Uh, dealing with suffering is a fundamental concept here, wasn't it? There is no Hashem only does good, and therefore we have to see suffering in that context. Also, I think it was already told us to, in his way of looking at it, and that it is part of the cloud of everything Hashem does. But now, when it comes to how do we enjoy um, enjoy uh, ourselves more, enjoy life more, from experiencing suffering, the Kazari has a very original way of expression. And listen to what he says Amr Adam Hashalim. The person who is on a high level is known as Giris Adam Agama, but it means a person, a fully developed person, an adult, has his full das. Yoseroi, it's more appropriate, she is super, Bahar Goshas Hano, the Mash Yerchel Biyishta, it makes more sense that he'd be able to describe the enjoyment he got out of even simple things like eating and drinking, more more than a child, a baby, or an animal. Even though the Maisa, everything needs to eat and drink, and therefore we understand anything physical which needs the food or is thirsty or wants to drink gets the Hanar of eating and drinking. But then, to a certain extent, the person is a Bendas, we expect him to be able to appreciate the Hanar more. Why? Please explain. Just like an animal can appreciate pleasure more than a plant. The plant is always busy sucking nuts from the ground. So it's always getting whatever hana, whatever necessities that a plant needs. So we call it hana, it's always getting. But we understand, an animal it can appreciate pleasure more than a plant. And by the same token, a person can appreciate hana of the physical nature more than an animal. And what's the logic for me? If you're talking about a more spiritual hana, we understand very simple. The animal doesn't have the kalim to be able to experience a non-physical hana. But now he's saying, even when it comes to a physical hanor, a person can enjoy it more. Why? So this is what he says. Now, so he started, started with the point, and the Khazari, being the king, understands it. And the Khazari is very half the point I to say, and the Khazari is going to give him a marshal, which maybe would fit into the world of a non Jewish king to give this marshal, to explain what the Chacham just said. Okay, this is very interesting as always. When a viewer maybe sets up a safer, which words he puts into the mouth of the Chacham and which words he puts into the mouth of the king. Because Ba'atim, uh, he's crafting the arguments that he wants to bring across. So it's very interesting that he hasn't explained yet the Yisai. Because I just introduced the idea, and now he puts into the king's mouth the example which is going to explain the concept better. 
And he says, like this, Amr Akhazari, the king responds. And he says, Kainu, you're right. A person who understands more will appreciate physical things more. Why? Because he's more able to have a hergish, a feeling for pleasure, he may he'll enjoy it more. And listen to the example the king gives to prove this point. If a person is completely stone drunk, and in the drunken state you give him anything he wanted, he's completely drunk. But you offer him Michael, you offer him food, or Mishnah, whatever drinks he wants. You can get, you'll play the music he is, which is his favorite music. Not only that, he'll bring his friends to be with him. Which is referring to his wife, according to the He'll be next to his wife as well. Everything a person could want. And but he's completely drunk. So you provided him with any physical hanal that he might want to have. It's all available to him. It's all there for him. But he's drunk. And now. And after he wakes up from his drunkenness, he comes back to his senses. You tell him you have no idea what a wonderful experience he had last night. We on everything for you. The best food, a full, uh, full harmonic, full harmonic orchestra. All your friends came to visit. And how did you enjoy it? And what's he going to respond? How you doing out there? The action of I call hefsed v'leirevach. He's going to look at the whole thing as what a pity, what a waste. He's not going to think, oh wow, that was unbelievable. He's going to just look at it as a last opportunity. Why? Because he didn't, he wasn't able to feel and appreciate the hanas when they came to him. And therefore, for a person who's drunk, and therefore his senses are dull, he's not appreciating anything, he doesn't know what's going on. So even if he's going to eat the food put in front of him, and even if he's hearing the words of the nigun, he's not going to appreciate it. He's not going to appreciate it because he doesn't have the kalim, which he calls the 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 seichel, or the regish, to appreciate what's happening. And therefore, you can give him all that noise in the world. Now, again, while he's drunk, he'll think it's great. While he's drunk, he'll think he's having a wonderful time. But being as being drunk, so to speak, deadens the person's ability to understand or to take in things properly. So when he afterwards is no longer drunk, and you remind him of what there was, he's going to feel what a waste of opportunity. As much as he thought he was enjoying it at the time. You're not talking about a person who's drunk to the extent that they're asleep. And then what happened? The person's awake. But he's drunk, and therefore he's deadened himself to the experience of what's going on around him with his rational mind. So then later on, he's not going to see that as a hanal. He's going to see that as something which he lost out on. Fascinating motion. What is the Kazari trying to prove? The point that the Chacham started. And he said that a person who doesn't have his full dice about him doesn't appreciate things. Not even physical things. Because he's not in the situation or the stage to appreciate it. And... Let's give examples of this. Um, now that we've gotten the example that the Kazari gave, and now we now let's give one of our own examples just to, ex- to explain this point. This isn't yet what the Chacham wanted. That's why Rabbi Levi puts into the map the Kazari. This is a very simple stage. The, the Chacham wants something much deeper than this. But on the simple stage, we just give an example. Let's give an example. And that is, um, again, we're talking about pure physical hana, physical pleasure. Right? Again, if you would, if you would, let's say, uh, give a child, which I think is a good example, give a child a, a piece of chicken to eat. He likes chicken, he'll eat it. He'll enjoy it as well. But if you give it to an adult who's more aware of, let's say, different kinds of hanok, so it's not just chicken. He knows what spice you use, and he can say exactly how you made it, and what was added to it, and it becomes a whole different range of hanok. 
There's different ways you can spice the chicken, there's different ways you can serve it, there's different ways you can cook it, you can grill it, you can roast it. It's not just that, oh yeah, I enjoy the chicken. It's, there's a much more, much more nuances of enjoyment which the person who's more awake to will appreciate. And it's not that the person who did that, but the person that you're talking to is actually a cook or a chef. And therefore he, he is much more used to being able to like, look for whatever underlying subtle flavors are in the food. The same thing. They're also he'll appreciate much more something because he is aware of um, more nuances to it. Now, I'll tell you a story I once heard. Lawrence brings out this point. So, a friend of mine is a rab. Camp Haramoid. And he wanted, yeah, he has to sing with his kids. So, it's, a, it's one of the casual challenges to find Kasha Haramoid at this. But he found that there was a certain art gallery which was only nature scenes. And he's like, okay, yeah, what's wrong with nature scenes? It's like, it's good, it's an art gallery. So that's what they did. So they came to the art gallery and they're like, scenes, waterfalls and mountains and birds and animals and birds, you know. He just when he got in, there was a scene like a portrait landscape on the, one of the first pictures on the wall. They saw a man staring at it. And after that, they went on, invited. He said they went the whole way around the museum and took them under an hour. Those kids, I don't know, kind of appreciate paintings for, but in an hour's time, they came back to the front of the museum. So the man was still there staring at this uh, picture. And you see, the initial reaction is, what a waste of time. And the amount of time he's still staring at the first picture, I saw the whole museum. He said, but then after he thought about it a bit, and he says, actually, the other way around. He said, I saw pictures. And, okay, right, I saw pictures. Did I get any tremendous amount of a picture? No. It was an end of a picture of a bird, a picture of a fish, a picture of an animal, a picture of a mountain. I saw. He said, obviously, somebody who could spend a whole hour enjoying a picture, he was seeing much more than I could see in that picture. Somebody who knows what he looked like, and he was that impressed that he could just stare for an hour. Because obviously you're seeing the nuances of the color and the texture and the shading, and there was much more depth to it than I would see. I'm not an artist. And therefore he said to me, you, I see a painting. I see a painting. Someone who understands art, and he can appreciate all the complexity of how it was built, and how it was made, and how the person did it, and how you know, make the contrast in colors and light and everything else, he'll enjoy it much more. He'll enjoy it much more because he understands much more what there is to enjoy. And the same thing comes to music, and that is, again, you put on a music for a kid, relax, you know, they'll sing the song, they'll enjoy it. That's the amount of hana they'll get from it, and that's all. The more a person understands music, so the more they can pick up which, which instruments we use, and like, what was, and how did they play the instruments together, and how did he pick up on the beat, and how did he uh, give us get the seconds of movement to, to contrast the first, and how did he harmonize. The more a person understands the topic, the more they'll enjoy it, because the more he understands what he's enjoying. So it's not a, even when you first see the idea, because I make it sound like a Kiddush. At this level, it's not such a big Kiddush. We can, once you understand the point, we understand it very well. And that is, that, that there's a certain amount of understanding that the more a person understands, the more pleasure they get from something. Because the more they can appreciate. <coughs> That's, that wasn't what the, the Chava was writing. That was just the Masha. That was just the Masha. Now remember, he's coming to answer the question. Why does thanking a Kodesh Baruch for what goes wrong make life more enjoyable? But here comes the Kodesh. Yadai. Omer HaChavik. The first thing you have to know, he's going to build some two steps. And then he says, once you've gotten this principle clear, that the more a person understands something, the more he'll enjoy it, because the more he can, he's sensitive to the fine points and to the delicate points involved in it. It's not just I heard a song or, or I ate a chicken or I saw a picture in the Mishalom we gave. There's much more depth to it. Now, if that's the case, so he says, the first thing that will increase a person's hanar is the anticipation of the hanar. If a person plans, I'm going to enjoy something, so it already doubles the hanar. 
It's not just the enjoyment when I get it, it's the enjoyment of anticipating I'm going to get it. And therefore, it's Zamra Fahir. He's downless Lahainala, the preparation for Lahainala, Vargoshasa, and the feeling I have beforehand. Vishayaksha Behedra, and I think about not having it beforehand, and then I'm going to get it. That doubles Lahainala. That doubles Lahainala. The fact that it's something I look forward to in plan, and uh, that we may that I, I can anticipate it, that doubles Lahainala. It was actually very practical. A uh, certain number came to ask me. Khilaf question. He said uh, he wants to take his family vacation in his name. So he thought that the nicest, the best way to do it would be surprising. Yeah. No, one day when guys get that stuff packed, today we're going on vacation. No, we never enjoyed tremendously. Big surprise. I said, no, this thing is it's exactly the opposite. Tell them about it now already. They'll have a whole month to look forward to it. It'll double that now. The fact that a person gets something inside him, so he'll enjoy it. But the fact that a person's anticipating something gives much more now. The anticipation builds the Hanar because I know it's coming. And I'll count down the days to it. And I'll look forward to it. And I'll enjoy it in, in advance as well. And therefore, other if you, if you want to if you want to give your family Hanar, I told them, discuss it already now. And make it real. Where you're going to go, what you're going to do, and how great it's going to be. And they'll already enjoy it from today. Anticipation is Hanar. I used to work in a camp where the head counts. The concept of Das doubles the pleasure. Because if the person who doesn't have the Das, for example, the animal, you can't explain to an animal that tomorrow you're going to do something with it. Tomorrow he's going to get a whole pack of bones. You can't understand it. So the, the maximum I know you can get is what he gets now. For a little child as well. You can't anticipate a hano. He doesn't know what you're talking about. When you give him a hano, he'll enjoy it. But for somebody, one of the ways where a person has dies that can give him more hano is the fact that that gives him the ability to look forward to what's going to happen even before it happens. And they find it in advance as well. And what does the Kazari want with this? Here comes his Kiddush. If a person says a bracha before he gets to eat something with kavana, so he gets him double the hanal of what he's going to eat. Firstly, I'm planning to eat it. I say a bracha for it. I'm already looking. For, I'm already anticipating the pleasure I'm going to get. Not I found the food and ate it. The, the bracha itself, which is the hachana, the hazmana for what I'm going to do, that's the step. That's already giving me the stage of anticipating the hanal, which means I, I double. I double the amount of pleasure. Mifnei. Because when I'm making a brach on something, they already make a person think in his nefesh. Now he comes to the, in his mind's eye, he's seeing the hanoi he's going to get. And therefore, already now, and I can thank the Kodesh Baruch for giving it to me. And I was really, no, I had to have it. Which means I think to myself, look, I, didn't, I might not have had this, but now Hashem gave it to me, so now I can appreciate what He gave it to me. And therefore the first you say the Kazari says is that saying brachas makes a person enjoy something more. Because that's not that that builds up an anticipation for the, what I'm going to enjoy. And the Amos says there's a certain oymak uh, here as well. An oymak which Chazal talk about. And that is the bracha of the Torah. The one bracha of the Torah is Berkha and the, and like the Gemara itself is Magdi the bracha berksamazin. And after a person got the hanah, he's meant to make a bracha. Vachalta v'savata and then a berachta. So you got the hanah, make a bracha. And then the Gemara asks, why do, how do you meant to make a bracha before you eat? And the Gemara looks for eyes, and then the Gemara just says that it's a gemara that we know that you have to make a bracha before it also. And what's the question? That right before I eat, why, what am I making a bracha on? I haven't enjoyed anything yet. I haven't yet received anything, so why don't I get the bracha? So the Amis says, the Kuzari's approach is one of the answers to this question. And there's other 
I'm, I'm, I already have that now. But the fact that I'm going to focus on this is what I'm about to have, this is what I'm about to enjoy. So remember, even if I haven't eaten it yet, but I already have the Hanoi of anticipating it, and that's because I'm going to make a brach on it. I've gotten the pleasure. I've gotten the pleasure of something I'm going to get. That, that's a pleasure too. So that's uh, the first point. And that is therefore the first way that a person can be mostly horrendous and horrendous. The person can enjoy more. Is, well, the first thing, because I said this, appreciate, the, the more person appreciates the, the fine points of whatever pleasure there is to enjoy it more, as we saw before, but now also the anticipation. And by making a bracha, a person is building up an anticipation. This is what I want to do, this is what I'm about to enjoy. Oh, I'm going to take a bracha to thank Hashem for giving it to me, I'm already enjoying it now. The other thing does That increase the amount of person enjoys what is, whatever it is going to have afterwards. Now, the second Chiddush that Kazari says, and that is that instead of pastors, I haven't emphasized it yet, he says, which means I really thought of the option, what was the option of not having? So the bracha is that Hashem gave me something, and maybe you wouldn't have to give it to me, maybe you wouldn't have given it to me. And what would have been without it? And now, and now that I know that I didn't have to have it, and now I can appreciate it more, because I could have, had, I could have lived today without the ice cream gone, and uh, now I've got an extra. I got it as well. So now we made it. I'm something I'm going to enjoy more. And at this point, he's going to add with him. And he says, not only is the gave something that Hashem gave me. And has, according to Gazari, this should be a kavana person in the bracha. When I say thank Hashem for doing this for me, it has means you didn't have to. It could have been you wouldn't have, but you did. So thank Hashem for doing it because there's a possibility you wouldn't have. And then I look at the bracha, he's going to choose an example. As you take it for granted. So that takes away the whole... Right. If you take it for granted that you have it, then you don't enjoy it. But when you part of the bracha is that I notice Hashem gave it to me, which means I didn't have to, and therefore I see it as an extra. And this is also something which, again, a person who doesn't have that doesn't understand. They, don't, they can't differentiate from what they were meant to get and what was, they weren't meant to get was an extra. But somebody who, who's, even a child, who's on the level of understanding that not everything they get they deserve. There's some things which are extras they didn't have to get. If that's the case, there's a much more there's much more of an enjoyment in it. Because this was an extra. Again, the baby who you feed the baby because he's hungry, so he understands what he's meant to get, he's not meant to get, if you're being kind to him, you're giving him a treat. No. So he doesn't have the extra level of enjoyment. But for someone who's older, and you realize that normally you don't give out uh, ice cream cones in the middle of the day. That's not part of it, so this is an extra. Wow, so then I didn't have to have it, and you gave it to me, it makes me more, I enjoy it more. It's something which I realize is coming as an extra. Right, so those are the two parts of the bracha. The one is the fact that anticipate in advance what I'm about to enjoy. And the second point is, it's the appreciation that I didn't have to get it. it was, I'm not taking it for granted. I didn't have to get it. And therefore, what would have been if I didn't have it? And now that I am given this, I thank Hashem for it more. That also adds to the simple. Now, look at his example. And he takes the bracha where this is maybe the slightest example. Come we tell the bracha of Shekhiyana. Hashem kept us alive and brought us to the stage, which means that before I make the bracha of Shekhiyanu, what's the alternative? It means that Hashem didn't have to bring him to the stage, I could have died. And the Master Hashem did just bring him to the stage, and therefore you're going to thank Hashem for keeping you alive. And look at the advantage of seeing the bracha like that. People take that for granted. You know, that's not today, not tomorrow. They were grateful, they were happy about it. When a common person comes to the bracha, thank you, Hashem, that you kept me alive until today, means you didn't have to. 
those options you wouldn't have. And yet you did. And therefore, we may lie, I'm appreciating the fact that I'm alive. I'm, I'm appreciating that this is something which was, I'm not taking for granted. And only that, that's the first part. And now he says, this makshava, this ability to think in the terms of that, what I, what, I, what I thank Hashem for is because I see the alternative. Now I'm going to to explain what he's meant, when, that it's Moisef Arabus and Arabus. He says, if that's the case, the once a person already accepted, let's say he begs the Lachshachyanu, means accept the possibility, Hashem didn't have to keep me alive, I'm taking him that he did, if that's the case, the concept of a person dying isn't completely foreign to him. He's thought this through lots of times. He's already just thought a lot of times the idea that Hashem didn't have to give him that. And therefore it's not like a person who took it for granted he's always going to live and suddenly the idea that he might not live is uh, completely destroyed, it's devastating. Thought this yourself every time you said the Bracha Shechianu, you think that Akash Bracha gave me a gift, he gave me that. And therefore, in different Nuxchayas here, the Nuxchayas is Raisa, Sheravachta, in Baracha, you see what you gained from Hashem each time he did give it to you. Because Shatarai Lehadimcha, Kaltai Pitivacha, Kiwafarata, Vahadimcha, Vahayim Vahnos. But by definition, you don't deserve anything. Whatever a person doesn't have to get. And nevertheless, you see Hashem keeps giving you good things, whether it's Chaim or whether it's other things the person can join that. And therefore, Vatay Dalkai. And if you're going to be grateful for that, which means you'll enjoy it. Not just you'll be thankful, you'll say thank you, but you'll enjoy it. And therefore, the Qadari the says, the fact that a person appreciates that things could go wrong, and the fact that a person can see that appreciates that they won't live forever, means he'll enjoy life more. Because Barak, a person understands it isn't something which is a given which is coming to me, it's something which is unnecessarily deserved, then every time Hashem decides to give me something, now I see it in terms, in terms of Hashem's chesed, which I wasn't necessarily entitled to expect. And the result, I get to enjoy everything. And imagine he said that the very concept of thinking that there could be oinish gets me to enjoy that. And this is exactly the opposite of a certain psychological way of thinking, which is, which is anti-terror. And that is that thinking about punishment is bad for you. It makes you feel miserable. Better don't, don't think of this punishment. Messina Kazari is exactly the opposite. The fact that a person focuses, there is punishment. And I'm not guaranteed that I'm not going to get punished. It makes a person enjoy life more. Because then when I see HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't do that, Hashem kept me, kept me healthy and gave me everything I wanted. And gave me a life. So this gives me an ongoing reason to be grateful. Something to be happy about. And as opposed to the opposite. And in the deeper sense, we'll finish this late, but if you think about this, just in the middle of the topic still, but just for now, think about it. That's why as much as Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Adin, there's also a tremendous simcha in it. Because on the one hand, the Yom Adin makes the person think, I don't really deserve. I don't really deserve. And if Hashem is going to look at this, what do I deserve and not deserve, so I can't take everything for granted because you said I deserve it. But at the same time, then everything I've got, I'm incredibly grateful for. Because having that kind of realization, I can't claim that I deserve this, and I'm not, there's no guarantee I'm going to get it, means that what I do get, I'm grateful for. And therefore, that's with the with the din of Rosh Hashanah, and the more a person appreciates the, the din, and they have to be zaycheh, comes the hanot, comes the enjoyment, comes the, the, the gratitude for whatever Hashem does give me. So that's the, we, we haven't finished the argument, but so far we've gone three steps. 
And that is what the Kedoyer is trying to, the Chacham is trying to explain to us, that Das increases Hanaf. Firstly, the subtlety with the Kedoyer, the Mashallah, of, of the drunk. The subtlety of being able to uh, pinpoint exactly what the Hanaf is, increases Hanaf. The second point is that the anticipation for the Hanaf increases Hanaf. And the third point is that it's not taken for granted. It's not a given. And therefore, we are see it as something which is an added extra, which I wasn't entitled to. All these things are Yosef, Arabus, and Arabus. It adds to the Hanoi that a person has. The second thing is the anticipation.